0: I want to tell you about Yoshi Shiratori, a bloke who is famous, or perhaps infamous, for having escaped from four different prisons four different times. And one of these times, the only thing he used to escape was some miso soup. It's an incredible tale, and one I suppose I should warn you from the get-go. It's one that might require you to go to the cupboard and get out the old salt shaker here, because... uh, We may need a grain or two when it comes to the story of Yoshi Shiratori. As far as I've been able to tell, much of this story is true, uh, but specific details have probably fallen victim to the old, uh, you know, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. And look, it is a good story. It's a bloody great story. It really is. So we'll... uh, We'll keep in mind that there may be the odd embellishment here or there as we get into it. Uh, Before we begin, thanks go to extremely alert listener and officer of the half hours History Old Guard, Eric Whedon. Always look forward to Eric's emails, and he hasn't let us down with this suggestion, let me tell you. Yoshi Shiratori was born on the 31st of July 1907 in Aomori Prefecture. Uh, It's up in the northern part of Honshu, uh, Japan's main island. Now, sadly, uh, Shiratori's dad died when he was just an infant. And shortly thereafter, he was abandoned by his mum. Uh, His aunt took him in and uh, as well as his sister. And young Shiratori worked in his aunt's shop and then later, uh, to continue to earn his keep, worked on some Russian crabbing ships. Are they called that? Um, Ships that go out and catch crabs? Fishing ships go after fish and whaling ships go after whales. So are ships that go after crabs, are they called crabbing ships? But I don't know. Who knows? In any case, that's what Shiratori got up to as a young fella. But unfortunately, he, it seems that he made some uh, rather poor financial choices uh, as a young man and uh, ended up gambling and then thieving to make ends meet. And after a botched robbery attempt, Shiratori was accused of murder when uh, the, the son of the shopkeeper that he was robbing was stabbed to death. Now, Shiratori was arrested for this. He claimed that he was innocent, that he was being set up by a gang as a fall guy for the stabbing. But all the same, he was found guilty and he was sent to Aomori Prison in 1936. Now, Japanese prisons were not particularly pleasant places back then. Prison guards would routinely beat and torture inmates. And anyone who complained about this would receive even worse treatment. Um, And Shiratori doesn't seem to have been able to keep his mouth shut about the abuses, and so he copped it sweet for months and months while locked away in Aomori Prison. So much so, in fact, that he decided he had a gutful, and he decided he was out of there, so slowly but surely he devised and prepared a cunning escape plan. Like bloody solid snake mates, Shiratori, he carefully observed the guards' patrol patterns and figured out that there was a brief 15-minute gap every day in them that he could use to make a move. And so, with this in mind, he pilfered a small metal wire that he'd spotted attached to a bucket in the prison's bathrooms and then, during this small gap in the patrols, He stuffed some floorboards into his bedding to make it look like uh, he was still sleeping when the guards came past. I I don't know what this bloke's frame was like, that it could be emulated with some planks of wood, but apparently that's what he did. And then using that little bit of wire, he picked the lock of his cell and climbed up to a skylight outside. He squeezed through the skylight, fled the prison, and successfully made the first of what would be quite a number of prison breaks across his entire life. However, While Shiratori was very good at getting out of prison, um, he wasn't so good at staying out of prison. It only took three days for him to be recaptured after escaping Amori prison uh, when he was caught trying to steal some supplies from a local hospital. He was hauled in front of a judge once again, convicted for his escape in addition to the former offences that he, uh, he was already serving time for, and he was sent back to prison. But after the outbreak of the Second World War in Japan, uh, Shiratori was transferred from Almori prison to a different prison, Akita prison, which provided convict labour for the Japanese war effort. And uh, Akita prison also had a special cell that was specifically designed for would-be escape artists, which, of course, Shiratori was dumped straight into, given his history. But this doesn't seem to have been a very clever move by the Japanese authorities, because... After his first escape from Almori, he was held there successfully for years without him breaking out. But then in 1942, as soon as he was sent to Akita and put in a special cell, he was out of there, mate, like bloody grease lightning, let me tell you. This escape-proof cell that he was put into uh, was a solitary confinement cell. It had no windows, just a, a small skylight coming in through a very, very high ceiling. Its floor was concrete and its walls were smooth copper. And Shiratori was kept in handcuffs the entire time he was in it. So you don't fancy his chances being able to get out of it based on all of this. Um, and on top of his seemingly greatly reduced chances at escape, Shiratori is going through all the very worst of what the Japanese prison system had to offer at the time. There's abuse, mistreatment at the hands of the guards, that hasn't changed. He's still copying it. And So he's he's having an absolutely miserable experience, this poor bastard, a terrible thing to have to go, uh, go through. And really, it's unsurprising that he was so determined to escape once again. And here's how he did it, because he did get out. Of course, he was able to slip out of his handcuffs. The guards never figured out that he was able to get out of them and so didn't adjust the way that they were put on or anything. And he was able remarkably to scale these smooth copper walls that lined his cell. I'm not sure how. It may have been that they were too close together and that he was able to therefore brace himself between them, climbing up like bloody, you know, Spider-Man between the two of them. But uh, whatever the case, he was able to climb up to the skylight, and up, uh, up around the skylight was a wooden frame holding it in place. And this wood was rotting away. And so, night after night, Shiratori would scale the walls, chip away at this rotten wood, and eventually, he was able to open the skylight. However, it wasn't as simple as just pulling himself through, running across the roof and making his escape, because he knew that he wouldn't be able to run across the rooftop without the guards below hearing his footsteps, and so he had to wait Once he dealt with the skylight, he waited for a stormy night to come along and when it did, he used the sound of thunder to cover his escape. He slipped off his handcuffs, he scaled the copper walls one last time, squeezed himself out through the skylight and darted off across the roof during the peals of thunder. He's done it again, Yoshi Shiratori, free as a bird, off he goes into the night. And this time Shiratori managed to stay out of the slammer, not for three days, but for three months, not a very long amount of time, really, in the grand scheme of things. Um, for a reason, I think that it's, it's fair to say was very admirable, but is also it's fair to say that this was kind of, kind of foolish as well, because three months after escaping, Shiratori decided that he wanted to do something to expose the shameful and inhumane treatment that prisoners suffered at the hands of the prison guards. And so to do this, he approached, if you'll believe it, a prison guard. Uh, one who had been kinder to him than all the others in Akita prison. He was hoping that this guard would help him bring the stories of torture and abuse to the public. But instead, the guard called the authorities and Shiratori was re rearrested and, yeah, back to prison for him. This plan didn't work out. Poor old Shiratori back in prison for the third time, but this time things are... Uh, More than a little different for him, because by now Shiratori's reputation preceded him to the point that the Japanese authorities, they're not mucking about, they know that he's a bit of an escape artist, and so they sent him to the notorious high-security Abashiri prison, from which no one had ever escaped. Yet. Shiratori arrived in Abashiri prison in the winter of 1943, and I'm sorry to say that he received even worse treatment than ever before. Despite it being the middle of winter, he was kept in summer clothing, he was housed in a cell that was open to the outside cold, and received frequent and heavy beatings from the guard, and, worst of all, was kept in thick iron chains at all times. In fact, these chains and manacles and cuffs and restraints that he, that he was put in, they were so strong, they were so secure, that they couldn't even be removed by the guard. Guards. They needed a blacksmith to put them on and take them off Shiratori. But that didn't deter our hero, who, the story goes, found a different way to get these irons off him. Every day when he received his food ration, he would drip miso soup onto the screws that held his chains in place. And as well as that, he would also drip soup onto the hinges of the flap through which his food was delivered. It took months and months and months, but eventually the salt in the soup helped to rust both the chains and the flap. And by August 1944, Shiratori was ready to escape once again. On the night of the 26th, Shiratori took advantage of a prison blackout because of the ongoing Second World War. He broke out of his rusted irons, he removed the flap from its rusty hinges, and he squeezed himself out of it. In the dark, Shiratori climbed up to the skylights in the prison's corridor and escaped into the night through one of them. And in doing so, he became the first and so far only person to escape from Abashiri prison. The prison is still an active facility to this day and no one else has ever managed to get out. And this time... Shiratori wasn't sent straight back to prison like the last couple of times. It wasn't days or months before his recapture this time. It was years. He took refuge in an abandoned mine. He lived there for two years hunting and gathering and scavenging food to keep himself alive. But, of course, his freedom wasn't to last. A couple of years later, he was caught by a farmer as he stole some tomatoes from a field... And the two of them ended up in a physical fight. Shiratori killed the farmer uh, during this fight um, in what he claimed was self-defence. But this claim didn't do him much good as he was re-re-re-arrested and put on trial once again. And this time Shiratori was sentenced to death. The authorities had had enough of him, it seems, and so he was placed in Sapporo Prison to await his sentence. He was placed, once again, in a special escape-proof cell with sheer walls and a high ceiling and skylight openings that this time were much smaller than than anything he could fit out of. They were smaller than a human head. So there was no way Shiratori was getting out this time, especially under the extremely close observation of the guards that knew he would be up to something. And it really did seem like he was. The guards noticed that Shiratori was... Constantly looking up at the ceiling and the skylights, and so they were extra vigilant in ensuring that he wasn't messing with anything up there. So much so, apparently, that the guards didn't bother to check the floor, and every night Shiratori would silently move a floorboard out of the way and use a soup bowl to dig a tunnel underneath his cell. One day in 1947, when the guards came to check on Shiratori, he just wasn't there. And you can imagine their surprise and their fury when they discovered the tunnel he dug to escape. Shiratori had escaped from prison no fewer than four times, each time in a different way, an amazing and honestly perhaps exaggerated, let's not forget, tale of determination and tenacity. The tales of his previous escapes had been published in newspapers and the like, and Shiratori now had quite a reputation as an escape artist, uh, and now he'd done it again. Absolutely incredible. But what's even more incredible about this tale is that Shiratori, for some reason, voluntarily returned to prison after a year of escaping from Sapporo. The story goes that Shiratori was sitting on a park bench one day when a cop came along and sat down next to him and offered him a cigarette. Now, cigarettes in uh, in 1947 Japan, they were a real luxury, and Shiratori seems to have been very touched by the officer's kind gesture, so much so, in fact, that he confessed then and there who he was, the infamous escape artist Yoshi Shiratori, and he turned himself in to this cop in this park. Now... I really have no idea why. It makes no sense at all, but this is apparently what he did. After fighting for his freedom for so long, he just gave it away one day, seemingly on a whim. Although Shiratori, uh, as he was hauled back into a courtroom uh, for, what is it now, the fourth or fifth time... He was a bit luckier this time around. Uh, His death sentence was revoked uh, as the claim that he'd killed the farmer in self-defence was accepted. And it was noted further to this that every single one of his escapes had been completely bloodless. They'd all been non-violent. He hadn't hurt anyone. He hadn't killed anyone. All he had done was seek the natural freedom that every human yearns for, especially in the face of the cruel and barbarous treatment he received from these prison guards. And so, in view of all of this, the Sapporo High Court deliberated on the fate of Shiratori and, in the end, sentenced him to another 20 years in prison. I mean, what did you expect, mate? Come on, he wasn't about to walk free. You'd You'd need a bloody boulder of salt if that's how the story went. No, he was sent back into the clink. He was sent this time to Fuchu Prison in Tokyo, and ultimately served 14 years of his 20-year sentence before being released in 1961 for good behaviour. He moved back to Aomori, where he'd been born, and he lived for another 18 years, finally dying of a heart attack on the 24th of February 1979. And today, Shiratori's story is still very, very famous in Japan. So much so, in fact, that the Abashiri Prison Museum, the prison that has never had another breakout before or since, it has a little display To memorialise Shiratori and his famous escape In one of the old prison buildings that has been converted into a museum You can find this display You can go online even and look up pictures of it It's absolutely terrific You can find, right? A life-sized model of Shiratori Positioned to be climbing up the inside of the building itself Towards the skylights Just as the real Shiratori did all those years ago